This is the MagicWordPodcast.com. Hello, this is Scott Wells for the MagicWordPodcast.com. This week and next, we are going to be presenting to you something that is, well, really unprecedented and unparalleled. This has not been presented here, nor any place I can think of offhand, uh, where we are going to be giving you an unrestricted view behind the curtain, if you will, or backstage of the uh, preparation and the filming for Masters of Illusion Season 9. Although this was recorded earlier this year in January, I had delayed it in order to coordinate it with the release of Season 9. As it happens that, uh, according to Gay Blackstone, who is the executive producer of Masters of Illusion, I'm advised that the Christmas special for Season 9 is supposed to be released on Wednesday, December the 14th. So be sure to check your listings to see if that date has been changed and also as to the time and channel that it will be broadcast in your neighborhood. Uh, This is uh, different because we actually get to be part of the audience, and a lot of things happen during this upcoming uh, episode you're going to be getting to hear, but I wanted just to kind of set the stage for you just a little bit. I had the opportunity in talking with Gay Blackstone before this, who had given me this opportunity to uh, come to L.A. during the filming of this. Now, it was during... Well, I wouldn't say post-COVID, but I guess in a way it was from the standpoint we still had COVID restrictions in which everyone had to, uh, whenever you had arrived, uh, to have a uh, quick COVID test, and then everyone had to wear masks. And then during the filming of it, uh, while I was sitting in the audience, you were wearing a mask, but then when they were getting ready to do the shoot, you can remove your mask. Now, the past seasons, uh, well, I guess the last couple of seasons, the Masters of Illusion, which is presented on the CW Network here in the U.S., has been been filmed in a much larger studio, something that is uh, was was basically, from what I understand, an airplane hangar, uh, and had a much larger audience. Well, this year they filmed this then in the Associated Televisions studio. There are three different studios, and this particular one they limited it to about fifty people. I'm sure they're going to make this look like it's a much larger audience, but it's kind of hard to do when we have such restrictions as we had had uh, during uh, this year. Now in in doing this, first uh, I get to talk with some people who are actually in the audience. And these are people who, for the most part, I thought was kind of interesting as I found they were actors uh, who are actors or wannabe or they just are trying to, uh, coming from central casting, trying to find some parts where they can play and maybe they might get discovered by having their faces on camera. And so they are in game shows or bit parts and wherever or in the, in the audience scene or back in the cafeteria or cafe or out walking or driving cars, whatever. Anyhow, you get the general idea of what general casting is about. So each of these people are probably struggling actors, and so we get a chance to begin with and talking with a couple of them. And then uh, also we get to talk with some of the talent who was featured on Season 9. There were quite a few magicians who were performing, so I didn't get a chance to talk with uh, all of them because, goodness, there are, I don't know what, about 30 people or so, 35 men and women uh, performers, and so I did get to uh, chat with a, a few of them. What was interesting also, whenever they are filming this, they, of course, you probably know, they film all of them at one time, so people will do three or four things back-to-back, and then the way that it's edited, they will show one piece, and then the next week show maybe another piece, and two weeks later show the 
other the third piece or whatever. And this year also they were filming a Christmas special, which, as I mentioned, is scheduled to be shown on Wednesday, December the 14th. So each of the magicians had something they had that had a holiday or a Christmas theme that they also interacted many times with the host, uh, Dean Kane. So this was uh, just a little bit of a background, as I was telling you here, as, as far as what happened. It was just a, a wonderful experience. And as it happened, another long story short, I, which is kind of late at this point, I, I actually had the opportunity to serve as a magic consultant then for uh, May Wynn, who is from Vietnam, and uh, some of the things that she had filmed for her piece that will be broadcast uh, during Season 9 then as well. So I was uh, very thankful and fortunate to uh, provide some things that uh, I think went over pretty well. So, well, you be the judge once you see her on uh, television. But uh, again, this was just a phenomenal backstage kind of access, all access, unrestricted that I had in going into the dressing rooms and talking with these magicians and getting guys full access to catering, which is good for me who likes to eat. So that was fun, plus uh, hanging out in L.A. and going to Magic Castle a few times and getting to see uh, so many friends who were performing here. So this is going to be a long episode, which is why I am cutting it up into two separate weeks. And uh, we will feature some conversations to begin with, with me getting started and coming along with me to L.A. as we normally do when I'm at the airport having some coffee and donuts. And then once we get to L.A., talking with some of the people who are in line and who are some of the audience members who I got to set by. Each day, by the way, we had a different group of 50 people who would come in. So it was a a variety of people over the five days of different uh, uh, audience members who each day had to come in and had to wait for, get their COVID test uh, approved or get a test there and then go into one of the studios and we were seated the appropriate distance apart from each other, then waiting for your COVID test results to arrive. And then after all that, then they sent us into the main studio where they had everything all set up and then they would take some reaction or action shots, I guess, yeah, reaction shots of all of us. So they had the cameras on the stage and then we had different things um, different reaction shots that they would take of us. This is what makes movie magic and it looks great in the final process once that it gets out. This is just the way that it works. So I'm going to let this kind of unfold, and uh, as, as it did organically, as I start to talk with all of these various people uh, from various backgrounds, and so please enjoy this week's and next week's episode as we take a peek backstage for Season 9 of Masters of Illusion here on the Magic Word Podcast. Good morning. This is Scott Wells for the Magic Word Podcast.com, and we've got something quite unique today. We, well, yes and no. Uh, first of all, it is early morning again, and I'm preparing to get on my magic carpet, that is Southwest Airlines, and wing my way somewhere. And second of all, of course, yes, I uh, had to go by Dunkin' Donuts first, and we'll get to that later as to my selections for the day and the coffee. However, I am going out to the West Coast. I just returned from Florida, so from the Atlantic to Pacific. Gee, the traffic is terrific. I am heading out for the taping of the new season on the CW of Masters of Illusion. That's uh, produced and worked, uh, has, has Gay Blackstone working with all that. So I'm going to go out and have an opportunity to chat with several of the people, hopefully, who are 
behind the scenes and those who are in the scenes with the performances for this upcoming season. Get a chance, hopefully, again, as I said, to chat with some people for record some little more lengthy episodes. But uh, hopefully I will be able to give you a little bit of a sneak preview, kind of behind the scenes of what this is actually like uh, as far as the preparation, the filming, the uh, lighting, the sound, the uh, particularly the audiences trying to get this thing set up because we are still in a COVID situation here in um, in California in particular where uh, there are very strict guidelines as to masking and uh, vaccination requirements, etc. So we're kind of probably going to be getting into some of that then as well, plus uh, again the production and uh, again hopefully things behind the scene to give you a sneak preview of, uh, or sneak peek I should say, and maybe a preview also of the upcoming season of some of the people who will be on the show and I think it's going to be fun and exciting for me and hopefully then for you. It's a, again a little unique kind of program this particular episode will be and i know you'll enjoy it i'm really looking forward to it uh, today is tuesday so i'll be out there for the week and then it'll take me up through uh super bowl sunday and i'll be heading back that day which i suspect the traffic air traffic won't be too terrific <laughs> as i return home uh, since most people will probably be heading to california i'm going to be getting out of the city at the time the super bowl actually begins out there so eh, we'll see on the uh, tail end how this turns out to be well as i said i'm uh, just sitting here now in actually a different part of the airport where i normally would depart or deplane i guess and so but i had to of course stop by first of all Dunkin' Donuts, and my selection for the day was my usual chocolate chocolates, and I got something I did like from the last time, and that was a chocolate eclair. I like that Bavarian cream or whatever it is inside there. And, of course, then a little bit of hot coffee. It's been a long night. By the time I got back last night from Florida, it was a very short night. I had an opportunity over the last week, really, to have... Tom uh, Forgehan and Pam Arnold to uh, host me in their home, and I gave a couple of in-person live lectures in Tampa and Sarasota, and then went to a flea market where I saw T.C. Tahoe lecture then as well over in Lakeland, uh, over closer to Orlando, and got to see a lot of friends I haven't seen in a very long time, and I think everyone was just anxious to get out and about, again, because of the COVID situation, and it's the first time they've had an opportunity to have in-person live meetings and uh, live lectures, so I I, I, I don't think people necessarily turning out for me. I think they were just turning out just to be out. Uh, so, anyhow, let me just have a little bit of a sip of this coffee because by the time I got home last night and then got everything washed and then finally in bed, I, it was close to midnight and having to get up then at 5.30 to uh, repack and um, get loaded to the airport and here in time for my flight. A very short night. But, just a second here. Yeah, that is... Good hot coffee. Looking forward to having a donut with that. All right. Well, I uh, appreciate you guys coming along for the ride. It'll be some fun. See you in sunny California. Scotty out. So we are finally here in the Starts a studio city. Actually, we're in Burbank. We're in the studio. We're about to get uh, tested, and uh, I've had a long line of people who are audience members, and uh, just uh, and I say test. We have to get a COVID test and get a rapid test before we actually get seated as an audience member. And I'm here with what is your name? Parker Williams. Parker Williams, and he is another uh, young man. I'm an older man. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just say an old man. But Parker and I were just chatting, and he's one of the. Um, 
audience member. So how did you actually come about getting on the list or do you like magic or how did this come about with you? Well, for, for starters, I love magic no matter what. Yeah. Like magic in general is amazing. Um, but I actually, a friend of mine who's in line right now, her name's Madison. She was the one who messaged me about this and she was like, hey, uh, this uh, show, Masters of the Illusion is looking for some extras. Like, are you interested at all? And I was like, Yes. <laughs> to go to a magic show? Yeah. You get paid for it? And like, what? <laughs> free? I mean, I don't pay for them. They pay me. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly my thought process. Because I used to do a lot of acting back when I was, um, I'm currently 23, going to be 24. But uh, I stopped when I turned 18 to pursue college. And uh, I majored in screenwriting and minored in classics and archaeology. So it's kind of my first set that I've been a part of. I was like uh, an extra. Right? Like I'm so used to doing jobs behind the scenes now <laughs> in the industry. So it's kind of fun to be back, <laughs> going through the whole process. So when they do have casting calls, do you respond to a lot of those things out here in Hollywood? Uh, yeah, I would say so. Generally, when I when I do you have a particular character that you're going for when they're looking for like a young person or a student or something that they. I would like to say I would love to go for the comedic sidekick or the side character. Yeah. I love those. Those are the ones that always make me smile and they put a smi- like just make me happy in general. So definitely if there's ever a role like that, I want to just give it my all 110% and yeah. be wacky and go for it because I think those are the fun roles. <laughs> so as an audience member, then uh, are you here for the week, the day, or how is that going? What uh, do they do? Uh, audience member? Uh, I think for me just now, what I've learned is I'm here for the day, but I live out in Santa Clarita, so not a bad commute for me to come to Burbank. Only about, well, normal day, 20 minutes, 30 minutes. Bad day like this morning, 45. Really? <laughs> I love traffic. Yep. Why is there a lot of traffic this morning, you think, in particular? Uh, L.A., just L.A. Like, well, I understand I, L.A. traffic, but I just wondered if it had something to do maybe with people coming into town for the Super Bowl or something. Oh, my God. That's a good point. I didn't think about that. Yeah, Sunday, Super Bowl Sunday, yeah. I don't know. It's just always been, like, where I live. Like, they always get people from Lancaster and Palmdale commuting into the city. So I always get caught up in that traffic. Yeah. So that's normally what takes the longest. I just always grew up knowing, yeah, there's traffic. <laughs> Have you watched the uh, previous seasons of Master's Illusion so you kind of know what you're getting into? I ha- like way back when it's been a while since i've se- definitely seen it but uh i kind of like that i'm going into it kind of fresh-minded because i don't know what's gonna happen and with magicians anything is possible so i mean i'm really excited about that fact <laughs> have you ever been to the magic castle or been a guest with someone there i have yeah a buddy of mine his name's griffin barry he's a magician there who goes uh, a few times i went to high school with him uh so i was able to go a couple times to see him perform which was super awesome magic castle is definitely a very fantastical place i think is the right way to put it <laughs> it's definitely interesting and unique unlike anything i've been, ever been in before <laughs> um but yeah i enjoyed the magic cast i think it's super cool mm-hmm. well i'm looking forward to this as being a unique experience for me on this side then as well being in the audience so this would be a lot of fun so uh glad to have met you parker thanks for your your time yeah thank you thank you this has been a blast <laughs> honestly enjoy I, I enjoy like your, your pin right here <laughs> yes, thank you yeah my, my 4f pen fecker's finger flicking frolic that's uh i can explain that to you later but oh, perfect <laughs> uh, i was gonna say i'm a little curious now. <laughs> yes exactly so with the magic word podcast i was parker this is scotty out We are now still talking with some of the other people who are like me, fellow audience member. And I've got, what is your name? Paulina Robles. Paulina, tell me why you, how you got here, why you wanted to be here. 
Um, I actually got uh, this casting call from a friend, and um, I just took it because, you know, I'm about my money and I need it to work. <laughs> <laughs> so do you respond to other casting calls and things with other for other things that are happening around Hollywood? Yes, actually, I'm with Central Castings, Actors Access, and Backstage, and they book me for a ton, tons of things. That's pretty cool. Anything in particular that you're kind of going towards or want to do? Um, I'm more so trying to be lead in front of the camera yep. in a series or movie or anything like that. Just trying to get your foot in the door. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> We are taking a little break. We've just had the uh, morning of the uh, taping. Went from about 10 till 2 or 3, I guess, and it's getting close to 4. And I'm uh, backstage now. Just uh, we're actually um, in one of the other studios, and a couple of guys are practicing. Chris Mitchell. Hey, Chris. Hey, Scott. <laughs> Good to see you. Good to see you. And Ed Alonzo. Hey, hey how are you? <laughs> Good to see you. You, t- you. you two guys. So, you, Chris, you're helping Ed. Yes. Uh, you're the perennial assistant for everybody. You're really one of the best assistants, I Glad think. Glad to help. <laughs> Glad to help. <clears throat> and... This is number what for you as far as this is like a ninth season, I think, for Masters. How many of these? This is the ninth season for the CW. But I've done all the seasons because we were on True TV. We were on another Christian network. We were on a lot of different things over the years. And, you know, now on the CW, the thing clicks and they have found an audience. So, yeah, season number nine and season number eight, we shot in January. It's already in the can and edited. So then these will go with it. So there may be a nice long run. But we're going to shoot 18 episodes this time. And usually they have 12, I think, or so. Is that right? 12, yep. Yeah. Normally 12, 13 mm-hmm. episodes. They bumped it up more. So that, you know, means that the CW needs the content, which is great. And do you always create something new for this show, or is it something from your normal act? Uh, it's both. So this time around, I'm actually doing a lot of material that I used to do when I was a teenager mm-hmm. and then making it better, um, you know, because I think my characterization has come along over the years to Mm -hmm. where like now i go yeah now it's almost it almost works but in the early days the character wasn't there as much but i had a lot of material Mm -hmm. so now i'm going back to the material and i'm even doing the twister illusion i remember that from way back i I know (laughs) franz harari and i invented that in 1986 or 87 the first one i sold to david copperfield which he did on the special and then i really haven't done it since then so i'm going to bring up the twister and it's twister box number two Two. The very first one, uh, you know, I don't have anymore. That was the one I... That I didn't know I, that you were a creator. Then. Yeah, I actually mm-hmm. built the very first mm-hmm. one with, with my uh, ex-wife. Mm-hmm. And uh, she has it in her museum in Las Vegas, the original Twister. But then when I sold the Twister idea to David Copperfield, part of my deal was to get what I was calling the new Streamline Twister, mm-hmm. and which is now this this... It's a much thinner one. But, you know, it was, it was, you know, it needed to be thinned down and everything mm-hmm. because the very first one I didn't really know what I was doing. So, yeah, I'm excited to do Twister and then I'll pack it back up. And, well, as I'm looking see. at all the illusions over here, it looks like you, this is more than a garage full. Yeah, no. <laughs> and it's I, just for one show. I, unfortunately, I have a big giant warehouse with cases and cases of stuff. And, yeah, I've got probably you know seven or eight different illusions in here and another 10 pieces of kind of parlor type things so 
Yeah, I'm doing a lot of segments and the Christmas special, and right. then a bunch of segments with Dean Kane, which I think are great, good openers. I like what he's doing then this year. It's a little bit different, not doing the optical illusions. He's going a completely different direction this year. Much better, and uh, I think it holds the audience more. You know, those optical illusion things were sometimes you could see them right away, okay. and it, it didn't make sense. you got to have a really great artist, mm-hmm. you know, to to work with you on the show to give you that kind of stuff. And they, they weren't they weren't the best. But now having a couple of magicians come out and kind of mess with Dean, much, much better, keeps the audience engaged, and that's yeah. the way to roll. And it's also kind of improvisational as far as that interaction with him, and so you're hearing some things that he's saying off the cuff, too, and, you and know, right. testing him yeah, as well. We have no script for any of that, and, uh, and I have no material. So <laughs> <laughs> it works out perfect. That's why it comes off looking so great. Are some of the things you've got uh, also, and then I'll, I'll yeah. split here, uh, from the uh, tour that you had done with, um, what's her name? Yep, uh, Britney Spears. Britney Spears. You know what? I do have one piece that is from the Britney Spears show, and it's called The Three Hat and Monty. And uh, I use a bowling ball under there, and the the thing comes around. It's an old idea that was in one of the, the first Paul Osborne books. I remember it was the Rabbi in the Hat or something. Well, no, even before Rabbi in the Hat was yeah. the Paul Osborne thing. It was yeah. called Three Hat Monty, and it was a person's head underneath that bopped around. Yeah. And then I think there was another magician that did a Rabbi uh, from the Hat. But, uh, you know, Rabbis are hard to find these days. Uh, but I use a bowling ball. and uh, Chris can I, play that part. He's, you know, he's got the hair for it. Yes. <laughs> so I think it's, you know, I think we got a lot of stuff here. So, yeah, so that's the only one from Brittany, but no, I'm doing a, another Christmas tree trick, a, a, a sleigh that will float that uh, two small dogs dressed as reindeers will f- pull me into the air, um, a flash appearance where I come out and I'm on fire and my costume is burnt to a, a crisp. I don't know how much you can actually spill and tell, you know. Since. Well, let's tell it all. That way people will tune in, right? <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> so, yeah, no, I love doing it. And, uh, hey, I'm just happy that... Uh, you know, I'm, I'm able bring to you back. D- dust this stuff off. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, this is great. Thank you guys very much. Yeah. Look forward to uh, seeing the rest of what's going to be happening here during this whole week of shooting. It's certainly exciting. And, uh, yeah, take note. There's a lot going on. <laughs> and everybody needs to tune in also when it comes out. And I think it's supposed to be coming out in just the late spring, I think. I haven't heard the exact release date. But... I heard that the season eight will air in May. And then after that one would be this one, which is yeah. season nine. So, yeah, the season eight hasn't aired yet. Okay. That's one of my favorites is season Why eight. Why was that? Because of some of the... I have some really cool stuff on okay. there that mm-hmm. even if I wasn't doing it, I would say, that That's guy right. is so cool. Yeah. yeah. Well, you are cool. Well, Both of you guys are cool. I mean, you guys, I mean, you're working with a cool assistant. And he's working with, I, Chris I, I, Mitchell is the greatest in the world. Not yeah. only is he a, a great comedy magician and a Good great thinker. comedian yeah. and a great actor, that's who I like to work with is people that are funny and people that work in, in you know, the, the theatrical part of show business, acting and staging. And uh, I've taken this guy with me all over the world. We've been to China and, uh, you know, uh, Germany. What's one of your favorite places, Chris? Uh, we keep going back to Germany. I like Germany. I mean, a few times I've been to China. When I've been with, uh, with uh, Ed, it's been, it's been good. Mm-hmm. Other times it's, it's hit or miss. You know, mm-hmm. it's like the... But uh, when I've been with that, it's been well organized and, yeah. and good times. When you're saying Greg, by the way, just uh, Greg Wilson. Yeah, first time I went with Greg, and it was it was yeah. two and a half months, and it was a an experience. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we had a great time. Yeah. Well, listen again. Thanks, guys. I know you're rehearsing over here and everything, so uh, good to see you. And we'll talk again a little bit later. So thanks, for the Magic Word Podcast, that was Chris Mitchell and Ed Alonzo. Scotty out. We have just finished the 
day of taping, and we are now back in the dressing room with uh, Murray Sawchuk, one of the performers here today. And you, how many bits did you, first of all, Homer? Hey, Murray. Yeah, how you doing? Good, good. I know. It's like everyone's here with us, right? That's right. It's a little of mini course. convention. Kind I of know thing. that, yeah. Uh, with all the guys who are here. Uh, Chipper uh, Lowell was on a little bit That's earlier. Right. I saw him. And then, yep. uh, let's see, I'm trying to think of the other people who were on uh, Kristen Lambert and had uh, uh, Eric. Yes, great little kid, Eric uh, Eaton. He's just Eaton. around the corner. Yep. Yeah, yep. great kid. Well, then we got Anna de Guzman. She's yep. on. Anna yep. Guzman had yep. a very good uh, group of people then today. How many bits did you actually do today? I ended up doing, I would say, five bits. So I did three bits for uh, for the normal season. And mm-hmm. then when we do the normal season here, that for people that don't know, we also shoot Christmas because we're already at mm-hmm. the stages set. We have everything set, so it's easier to shoot Christmas and the regular season in one shot than just do two separate shoots. So basically, we shoot there are three regular segments or four or five pieces, and then they change the set. Literally overnight, like not even overnight, seconds. And second, and that's what the beautiful yeah, thing about the yes. digital background. Yes, digital backgrounds. We put some trees in, a toy soldier, all that stuff, and then we have the Christmas uh, set up. Mm-hmm. So I did two tricks for Christmas. And then mm-hmm. when they do editing and post, they might use all three uh, and the other two for Christmas, or they might just use the three for Maine and one of the ones for Christmas. It all depends right. on, you know, the, the length of the show they need and how many pieces and how many magicians they have. So Right, right. Uh, I, yeah, I, I know they had, we're, we're going to be planning some more over the next few days, and uh, different people are going to be doing things for Christmas. I just talked to Alonzo a little bit earlier. Yeah. He's going to be doing some stuff, I know, for Christmas uh, as well. So is that going to be like a one hour or uh, is that still a yes. half hour? It'll, well, it'll probably be a one hour. Usually the Christmas one, I think, is, yeah. is actually one hour, mm-hmm. I believe. So it's a full hour and it's got everybody on it. But then sometimes they do half an hour, so I could be mistaken on that. But I know there's been half an hour Christmas season, mm-hmm. you know, shows and there's been the one hour. So yeah. I, I know also it's difficult because you've got to truncate your, your show in order to fit the timeline because they kind of have a different bit than someone else, a different bit and everything. So uh, it's not really part of your regular show. And so that that has to be pretty hard, isn't it, for scripting? Yeah, and yeah like I did routining. a bit. Yeah, I put a bit in my show uh, today that I shot two years ago. And the, the, when I did that uh, two years ago, uh, the bit was six minutes long. You know, mm-hmm. for, Well, in TV, you need to keep it two to three minutes, really, because they got commercial right. breaks. They got a, you know, That's how we watch TV. Well, sure. nowadays we change things with you know mm-hmm. cable versus streaming. But but so that's why. So now these bits should be really around like th- three minutes. Almost like what America's Got Talent did in the that's old true. days, 90, yeah. 90 seconds. 90 seconds, yeah. yeah. So yeah, so, and so basically I'll take a bit and just cut to the meat. You know, just get to the bare bones. Don't right. mess around with all the byplay. But we they still that. get your character, though, because yes. you've got a really dynamic yeah. set character as well. Yeah, and yeah. you want to come out fighting, you know, and you don't want to, you know, mess around and take your time. Now, when you do a full hour, you do, because you want, mm-hmm. you know, you get, an hour's a long time. So you yeah. kind of stretch your bits. Mm-hmm. But when you do uh, a show like this, it's, you know, uh, you know, less is more. When you were talking about streaming, I want to ask you about this real quickly because I recall when the last time we talked, you did have something in, with Netflix. You were going to be doing yes. a comedy special. How did that come out? Yeah, so I just saw the comedy special two, well, about four weeks ago, five weeks ago. We just mm-hmm. edited it, and now it's going out to our distribution. Mm-hmm. And we're not sure exactly what platform it's on, but it's an hour comedy special shot mm-hmm. in Vegas. Uh, yeah. All me, you know, and yeah. Lefty's in there as well, uh, if yeah. anyone who knows Lefty is. And we're hoping to have it on uh, the airways, hopefully this summer, if not fall, the latest. So, That's so great. I'm excited, yeah. One last thing, and then yeah. I'll let you go. But how many times have you been? On uh, this show, on I've been this show, uh, nine seasons. So it's nine seasons. I've done every season. You know, mm-hmm. that's the reason I just flew in from Nashville. I was doing House of Cards. That's why your just, voice is kind of shy. Yeah, my, I lost my voice completely this morning. So I was really scared that I couldn't even do the show because most of my stuff now is comedy based. So mm-hmm. I got to talk. Mm-hmm. And so I just flew in this morning, landed, and uh, did this. You know, and now I'm flying back tomorrow morning back to Nashville. Do a few more days and then back to Vegas. Yeah, sounds yeah. fantastic. That's well, it. a great job. A lot of fun today. Yeah, fast paced. Really enjoyed it. So this is just a little bit of behind the scenes of what's sure. happening with some of the people. People over here, people are coming and going. I mean, you're not saying for the full time. You're you're busting out here in the morning. It's like a telethon. Make that money, make those pledges. Let's go, let's go. That's right, let's go. <laughs> uh, thanks very much. Thanks so you. for the Magic Word Podcast. That was Murray Sawchuck. Scotty out.
Well, before we wrap up over here and head home for the first day of shooting, I've got Eric Eaton with me, who is a young man, 23 years old, is that right? Yes. And he's here with me right now. Hey, Eric, how are you? Good, how are you? Fantastic. So I assume this is your first uh, rodeo here play on the Masters of Illusion. Show. Actually, it's third third, it se- yeah, third okay. season. I know wow. I'm, yo- I'm younger than a lot of the people here. but <laughs> Well, that's true, as, although there were a few people uh, who were younger then as well. So when you prepare for this, what kind, how, what, what do you do? I mean, is, are there things you pull from your act, or what do you do? So a matter of fact, I kind of use this to help come up with ideas for my act. So it's usually tricks that I'm working on to get into my show, and then we we shoot them here sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes they are tricks that are already in my act. I do a lot of adult shows, mm-hmm. so it's a lot of things is working on scripts and uh, material that I could right. say on TV compared to what I could say live and making it less less intimate with the audience and more intimate at home. Perfect. That makes exact uh, good sense. So you say working for adults, then I assume then family shows then as well, or are you talking about like corporate? What type um, of I tour comedy clubs. I tour comedy clubs oh, yeah. and theaters. So. Now, the comedy clubs are kind of dead, so like how is that a thing? Well, <laughs> I, I didn't, personally, I didn't go on and do the Zoom, the Zoom things. I was, you didn't? That you was great. Yeah, cons- just, consciously a, not to do it. Yeah, I took, took a little break. I mean, it's great for anyone who could have done it. Yeah. It's just for me and my style, I'm very quick-witted and like to mess with people, and something about being mean to someone sitting on their own couch at home. <laughs> <laughs> didn't feel as the people com- in the audience today were saying that guy is hilarious they yeah. loved you when you were coming out there you're home, very funny yeah. yeah oh thank you yeah at home they're if i did a zoom thing at home they'd be like man this guy's mean kind we, mean we guy. paid for this <laughs> yeah. we paid to get made fun of yeah. so yeah. uh and so uh do you prefer close-up or stand-up uh stand-up for sure mm-hmm. uh it's a matter of fact i was talking with one of the guys uh he's got great hands and <laughs> great hands doing tri- yeah. with, <laughs> with <I> mean, tricks <laughs> yeah re- yeah <laughs> Um, it, it's amazing what some of those guys can do with the closer stuff. I grew up trying to do it and practicing, but it, for me, it was um, always about the connecting with the audience. And then slowly through sports and stuff, my mouth became a little bit meaner and things well, like that. Well, you said you played hockey, and so I imagine you probably do have a whole different vocabulary. Yeah, a, a, a lot of chirping, and some of that relates to on stage. Which, put you in the penalty box. Way. Correct, yeah, <laughs> correct, correct. But so are you, uh, are you planning on doing some more of these in future years? I mean, I assume since they like it and you've done it for a couple of times, you're going to come back. And- yeah, I, I mean, I always like coming here, especially you get to see other magicians. Yeah. It's like I saw you interviewing Mur- Murray earlier. And for me, growing up, I grew up watching Murray. Mm-hmm. So he's a he's a cool guy yep. on the stage and off the stage. Yep. So it's fun getting to be with those guys. I was uh, trying to catch Chipper before he bailed out, but he was in and out quickly. Oh, yeah. yeah he, I think he may have had to head somewhere. I, I know he just got in from a gig. He may have been heading. I know a lot of us are flying. I'm heading out to do Dallas Valentine shows and stuff. That's what up. I was about to ask you. So you're heading out tomorrow. I mean, since you were just a one-day shoot, you were just spending the night then out in the morning? Yep. They, I was up at 3 a.m. Not even up. I never even got the chance to go to bed. I flew out here at 3 a.m. Okay, landed here. We got the stuff shot, and now I'm yeah. heading back home. I like the uh, the car appearance, by the way. That's very cool. Spray oh. paint and all that. Yeah, thank you. I've never you. seen that kind of a thing. That's cool. First, I thought it was going to be like color match or something. You know, yeah, but yeah. Then, okay. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what I try to go. You, and that's part of the things like with coming out the show. You try to take ideas and blend different ideas blend them together because nowadays magic it's it's hard to come up with new ideas i mean everything's based off foundations that other people have already came up with and it's like how can i do that but make it make it different how can i stand on their shoulders right right and which i think it's good for magic though because you see someone while you're like Man, like I just kind of did my trick, but it was a little better. Now it encourages that guy or someone else to keep one upping it in returns. It helps us all as a whole. Have you had some other TV shows you've been on? Uh, no, this is this is the only one. Um, I've looked at doing a couple others, but this is the only one I've really. Signed. In your home base, where? 
Uh, my home base is Texas. Okay. I'm actually, I get to do da- Dallas. Uh, that's my home base. I get to do Dallas shows yeah. there for Valentine's. So I don't have to travel too far. That's, that's kind of so nice. That's... I'll be heading back home to Houston here soon at the end of the week myself. So <laughs> Nice, <laughs> nice. Eric, thanks very much. Great meeting you. And uh, congratulations on a good job today. I'm looking forward to see how this whole thing all pieces together, you know, and everything too. So Nice meeting you as well. And yeah, you'll get to see it <laughs> at the same time we do. So that's right. I look forward to that it. was Eric Eaton for The Magic Word. This is Scotty out. Thanks, Eric. It's great. We are here for the day two, uh, for me, uh, actually it's day three of uh, filming for this uh, next season of Masters of Illusion. I'm here with uh, two of the people and the stars who were on there. First of all, uh, Ben Barnes. Hey, Ben, how are you? Hey, Scott. I'm great, and it's great to see you. You as well, my friend. And all the way from France, from Paris, France, and you heard her on the podcast not so long ago, Alexandra de Vivier. Yes. Hello, everybody. I'm so happy to be here, and I am everywhere, in Paris and in Los Angeles. (laughs) You are worldwide, whereas Ben is nationwide. You're worldwide. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Everywhere. A few questions. One of the ones I wanted to kind of get to is the uh, behind the scenes and what it's like here in getting to this to begin with. Now, this was your first time. Were you working the Magic Castle this week then also, by the way? Yeah, I have worked with the Magic Castle, at the Magic Castle, with my friend Benjamin here. Mm -hmm. And we're having a blast because it was packed and the audience is great. And no, this is not my first year at Masters of Illusion because I think I have done it three times already. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, I know the team. They are all so, so sweet mm-hmm. and so adorable. And they just uh, take care of the artists, the talents. So, mm-hmm. you know, I'm pretty um, happy and uh, fortunate to be here. And Ben, this is not the first time for you either, is it? It is the first oh, time. Okay, well, I had the two reversed then. Sorry, you're the first. <laughs> okay. So tell me about how that you came about or how did this come yeah, I was invited by Gay. I was at the Magic Castle working with Alexandra last week, and I got a call. It was maybe Tuesday, and she invited me to join on Tuesday. And so I got things together. I got went and bought new clothes and worked on. You a, were styling it there. Yeah. You look great. I mean, not as good as Alexander um, with the American flag and everything. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Change, instant change. You did. Beauty and the Beast. Um, <laughs> but I did the best I could, and uh, yeah, got ready, and uh, we worked on things and practiced and rehearsed for this, and uh, I think it came out okay. Oh, it really did. I mean, that's why I said it. it looked like that you had been practicing and rehearsing yeah. just those things for this special, including the Christmas thing. Oh, that's well. good. No, that was very new. Uh, (laughs) I was practicing that up until I walked out on the stage. Wow. Yeah. So... Now, I know that this was, you know, they weren't sure whether they are going to be doing this or not because of COVID. When I was talking with you in Paris, they were saying, eh, I didn't know if we were going to be doing it. Yeah, and it yeah, was kind yeah, of right. touch and go. When, when did you finally get your airline tickets actually to come over? You know, very late. That's why I pay so much mm-hmm. <laughs> for yeah. them. But that's fine. You know, it's yeah. the game. And uh, we do the best we can. Everybody do, do the best we can with this COVID thing. But soon it will be over. So that's fine. Uh-huh. Yes, we're all anxious for that to happen. I know the Magic Lounge has been open now for almost six months, roughly. Yeah. We opened August 2nd, was our first day opening back up to the public. Mm-hmm. No one, uh, in terms of the public, has been infected with the virus since we opened. Mm-hmm. So things have been going well, and we hope they continue to do so, and things get back to something resembling normal. Different countries and states are protocol for uh, for the CDC regarding COVID are a little bit different. I know, like when I was in France, we had to wear a mask everywhere. Is it still the same way now? Or? Uh, outside now, they can uh, you can take the weather ma- the mask away. I'm sorry, my brain is off. <laughs> yeah, it's been a long day. Yeah, you know, literally, it's been a long. So day. outside, you can take it off. 
but inside you still need to keep it. Maybe it's going to change soon, but the for the moment, yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, the 16th of February, things are going to change. You know, for instance, we can uh, go back to um, how do you say disco when you go and dance? You know, in disco. Yeah, disco here. Disco yeah. Yeah. So, nightclubs. Ni- yeah, but that's it. Nightclub. Nightclubs are going to open again, mm-hmm. so things are going to be easier since the 16th of February. Okay, and as far as the Magic Lounge, do they require to have uh, vaccinations or anything that's when they yes. come in? And in Chicago, that's the uh, law. Oh, okay. Yeah, to go into a restaurant, a theater, a coffee space, anything like that. You, you have to show a card. You have to show a card, and you have to wear a mask unless you are eating and drinking actively. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Now, were the things now you were saying you kind of prepared during this last week yeah. uh, for this, and so it was kind of a uh, last minute thrown at you, whereas you've had some preparation for this. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, 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 sure. But not uh, long ago, but you know, again, ask oh me gosh, that a long time ago. Yes, I'm here, Kim, and I am here with Scott, too. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. Yeah. You know, everybody's looking for me. That's right. Okay. Yeah. You're in demand. You're in demand. Oh, yeah. But sure. you had been. Practicing and preparing yes, all this that's why, you know, practice. I was happy to create a special piece for Masters of Illusion, the American piece with the yes, flag thing. Right, right. It was just a piece for Masters of Illusion I've never done it before. Yeah. And, you know, I had fun just creating that for them. Well, now, the dollar bills that you had, that was kind of fun also. Did you create those cause, uh, just for Americans yeah. in here? It's no, using... I had them for a long time. And, you oh. know, I just play around sometimes and just give them away because it's fun, you know. It's yeah. fun. I like fun. So let me go back over to you, Ben, that you were saying as far as like the outfit. This is really great that you actually bought an outfit and everything and you paid a little bit more than you wanted, because, but this is going to last for a long time on TV. Yeah, um, yeah. we were in Las Vegas yesterday and I realized I didn't have clothes that were a- appropriate or clothes that I wanted to wear. Mm-hmm. So we went shopping in Vegas at the MGM Grand that tells you a little bit about the price tag, <laughs> uh, but it was worth it. It yeah. was worth it. I think I got nice stuff and like you said, it'll be on television and... Yeah. Why were you in Las Vegas over there? I mean, it's a long way from uh, Los Angeles. Well, we had a gap between the Magic Castle and the start of this. You drive over, fly over? No, we drove, and it was a beautiful drive. We got to take in the majesty of the California desert. Who else went with you? Alexandre de Vivier. Hey, come on, Scott. Who else? Who else? Come on, So you get to see part of America from behind the... Yes, and I love it. You know, we chat. We chat, of course, about magic, but of course, there is something else besides magic. Mm -hmm. Just life. Just life. So we we share share this privileged moment, so that was really, really cool. Again, since we're trying to go behind the scenes to find out about the uh, Masters of Illusion. I know they've got a different theater, and how does this differ from the ones that you have been in, or the one you have been in the past couple of years? But the thing is that, in fact, doing a show is not the same thing as doing pieces like that, because mm. it's very separated pieces. You do one piece, you wait half an hour, maybe two hours, and then you do another piece, and you wait for half an hour. So you have to keep the energy on, mm, that's and that's very... That's yeah, it's tough. So this is the only thing that because you, we, the, st- the day started at what time? It, it was at, uh, nine. at nine. So nine, and now it is almost nine. So, yeah, you see, 12 so twelve hours, and you have to keep the energy on because you have to entertain the audience and also the camera guys, and you know, in a short amount it. of time. Yeah, so, it's not your full show, kind of a thing, no. Right? And that's a, that's my point. You know, when you do a show, you know that you are on stage at a certain time. You just give everything during one hour and a half, and you're done. And this situation is more complicated to handle. Yeah. I mean, we all handle because we are professionals, mm-hmm. but that's the, th- the little challenge. Yeah. And going back one last uh, thing here, whenever you first got started, how were you contacted? How did this I, opportunity come about? I think that be- 
thanks to Penn and Teller, Fulus, I said that gay, I think that gay uh, called me and asked me if he, I wanted to participate, and I say sure. Mm-hmm. I think that's thanks to Fulus. Yeah, yeah and you sure. did a good job on that. <laughs> thank you so much. And thank your father, too. <laughs> oh, of course. Yeah. My dad is uh, a great uh, help and influence. And influence and, on so uh, many of us, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thank yeah. you. <laughs> he will be glad to know that. And yeah. I will translate that to him. Please do. Please do. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate it. I'm going to let you guys you, go. Scott. Okay, great so seeing you. See you very soon <laughs> yes, at FISOM or somewhere else. Will be FISM. Yep. In Quebec, you're going to be going up for that also. Back? I am. Yeah. Okay, we'll so we'll meet again. Oh, we'll meet again. Soon. Sooner than later, hopefully. Yes. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Exactly. With, exactly. with no COVID. That's no right. That'll make it all disappear. Yeah, <laughs> so, with the Magic Word Podcast, that was Ben Barnes and Alexandra Duvivier. This is Scotty out. So we are now then again with someone else who was on here today, Mr. Nathan Fan. Hey, Nathan. Hey, Scott. How are you? I'm nothing less than fantastic now that I'm here with you, my friend. Oh, well, you thank were, you. you. The energy you had today. <laughs> of course, every time I see you, you're mm-hmm. always on. It seems mm-hmm. like you know you're one, you're either singing, you're dancing, mm-hmm. you know, or whatever. Uh, how many languages, by the way, that you speak? Oh, um, English is the only one I speak fluently, but I know uh, kind of like bits and pieces of French, German, Italian, Spanish, and Russian. Enough wow. that if someone were to put the language in front of me, I could at least pronounce it That's and amazing. maybe catch bits and pieces of it. Yeah. yeah. But, but you're from Scotland originally. Uh, yes, originally, yeah. Moved yeah. to Scotland when I was one, lived there for 10 years, yeah. And, but I thought it was kind of funny when you were doing the rope routine this afternoon and oh, you're yeah, and using the right. weather. What's he doing from Texas now? Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's right, folks. I decided to do a new character for my Well, rope that was what I was going to ask you also. Were there things that you have developed just for this that are not part of your regular act? Um, it's it's a little bit twofold. So mm-hmm. some of it I will start developing knowing that the, the taping is coming up. And some of it I will kind of come up with last minute and then decide, oh, this might be worth kind of evolving and developing a bit more. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the, the two kind of feed into each other. Yeah. Uh, so one thing, and then sometimes people will come up to me and say, oh, we saw you do this one thing on, you know, Masters of Illusion. We loved it. We really wish you'd done that in the show. And then I'm like, okay, is this maybe this has legs, you know? That's right. Yeah, if it's audience... Um Demanded. Yeah, audience, yeah, audience <laughs> approved. Yeah. yeah, audience approved. Now, how many years have you been doing this? Oh, boy. Uh, I think this will be my eighth consecutive year appearing wow. on Masters of Illusion. I know we were in a different theater than right now, and I was asking Alexandra about that, but she went in a different direction. So I'm curious to know what your thought is. It seems like this is a smaller studio that, that was filmed in here this year. Oh, uh, you know what? Maybe I think you could be correct, or maybe it's just the layout is it different. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, this is only our second year at this space, but it's completely it completely belongs to Associated uh, Television International, mm-hmm. as opposed to the last space, which we had to... It would change from year to year. We do, like, blocks of three or four years in the same space, and then it would change again. Uh, but since they own this and the offices, I think it's just much more cost And Associated Television is the one who produces... Yes, Associated, distributes it, yeah. yeah, Associated Television International yeah, distributes and produces this. They also produce the Daytime Emmys, the Hollywood Christmas Parade. Wow. They produce a bunch of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Do you remember... I remember going back whenever you first did your first year, how you were contacted. I mean, because people often will ask, how'd you get that gig? You know, so how did you actually come about with this? There's kind of several steps to this, but basically the first big step was a mate of mine. 
So there were kind of several steps to this. Basically, the first step was a, a friend of mine who I'd made because he saw me performing at the magic shop at Disneyland mm-hmm. uh, said, hey, I've got a gig. Uh, I know you're a pro, but there's no pay for this, but I guarantee you this is one of those gigs you want to take. Uh, and it was a holiday party for the Blackstone Ring, the IBM Blackstone Ring oh. up in, in Hollywood. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. Uh, I'll perform at the... And, and he said, you know, they're all old-timers. They'll probably heckle you. That, me- that means they like you. So I went and I performed and I was like, is that... Is that Gay Blackstone? And turns out it was, you know, it was Gay Blackstone was there, and she saw me. And then a couple years later, she contacted me to be in a TV show called Don't Blink. And then after seeing me do stuff for her for Don't Blink, she said, "Hey, do the Hollywood Christmas Parade." And then she said, "Hey, come do Masters of Illusion." Wow, one thing after another. Exactly. So, yeah. yeah, business begets business, basically. Yeah, basically. So there are times when people say, "Do something for the exposure," and you know, it's not necessarily about exposure as networking, mm-hmm. and I think like the flight time getting the practice the the stage time for certain routines is is worthwhile so there are gigs that i'll take for less than what i should because it gives me the chance to do my full 90 minute show yep. uh, and that it to me is extremely valuable that's an excellent advice i also because when you're talking about well get exposure and everything well you also got to find out is that going to be for the local pta or is it going to mm-hmm. be like a national organization where you might be getting national exposure you know? mm-hmm. yeah absolutely you got to know and then also sometimes you might get exposure at you know like let's say it is a national tv series or let's say you know someone ask you to be on the tonight show if you don't have a the right product to promote after that then you're in trouble or let's say you could be a great entertainer but if you get asked to go do uh you know like um what is it they they do these things for like library shows but if you don't have a good library show then that's a terrible networking you know opportunity for you so it also depends on where you want to move with your life and always be looking forward to the next thing and how do you start working towards those steps that you want we need to sit down sometimes and do an extended, you know, like a one-hour chat. Anytime. You let me know, yeah. <laughs> well, you're traveling so much. I mean, you're all over. I, like, what do you got planned, like, oh. now that we're kind of getting out of COVID? A oh, oh, oh. Um, let's see. So I actually flew from – I was performing for the last three weeks on a cruise ship. I've been doing cruise ships since August again. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I was uh, on the Majestic Princess for three weeks. I left in Puerto Vallarta, mm-hmm. flew into town yesterday. I only got two hours of sleep last night. I came in today. That's why filmed, you're yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm about to <laughs> run into a wall any yeah. second now I'm just <laughs> I'm going to be out exactly yeah. uh, which is why I'm, I'm yeah. hydrating um, well seriously it's magic martini night yeah, you're having a little scotch yeah, exactly it's a, it's a bourbon actually some, uh, a ma- yeah it's a maker's mark select uh, mm-hmm. it's very nice um, and then uh, and then oh, oh, what was, okay so then on Saturday I rejoined that ship in San Pedro. I do that for three weeks and then it's going to, I'm going to perform and lecture at a Winter Carnival of Magic. Um, in March. Right? In March, yep. And then right after that I go straight to the House of Cards in Nashville, mm-hmm. do that for a week. I come back, I do more cruises, I perform at, uh, what is it, Marvin's Magic Theater for two yep, weeks. LA, yeah, La Quinta. La Quinta. Uh, and then I'm also doing uh, a four-week residency at uh, Liberty Magic in downtown Pittsburgh, which is going to be exciting because I'll get to do my full like 90-minute show. And there's a sound guy who needs my microphone. One moment here. Oh, okay. Yeah, how do you get unmiked there? So, okay. uh, yes, <laughs> this sound guy's like, where's my microphone? I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Have you ever done that like with a hundred uh, bill and lemon or something and you forget to give the bill back to a guy or something on someone's face? I don't think so. That I usually remember. I did that once. Yeah, once? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I started to walk off and yeah. then I was reminded yeah. by the MC as he was getting ready to announce somebody else. And, and I said, oh, 
Golly, I, <laughs> my wife said, I think you forgot to give something back to that guy. Yeah, I don't think, I don't do a lot of stuff with borrowed valuables. I try to minimize variables where things can go wrong either because of an error on my part, an error on their part, or just, you know, freak occurrence. Like, you hear all the time about those stories about people doing tricks with people's rings, uh, right. and then, you know, some, Ooh, maybe yeah. something goes wrong, maybe you ding it, maybe you scratch it, and maybe... It was missing a gem. Yeah, it could go flying. Maybe it's missing a gemstone. It could have been missing a gemstone before you started performing, but now you're on the hook for, you know, a whole carat, half a carat, you know, of diamond or whatever it is. I had a situation one time in which I borrowed a lady's ring when I gave it back to her. She said, that's not my ring. Mm. And you really freak out then. And the lady who was a friend of hers said, that's your ring. And she gave her the dirtiest look like I I was going to scam this guy yeah. and, and now it's like holy cow <laughs> you you think to yourself wow really really that's yeah. what you're gonna do you're gonna you're gonna scam the magician yeah. boy that is not really a good business no, decision no. on your part because <laughs> no. uh, you could sue me for my entire gross worth and not really get much I love your teal look, by the way. Oh, thank you. you. Know, that's thank a, you. Keep it on brand. Everything that you're doing, you know, I've the color. Gone to. I got to. I mean, maybe one day I will stop wearing the teal shirts, but I'll still keep like a teal pocket square, the mm-hmm. teal laces, and then keep it more for accent. But we'll we'll see. Well, I think you can kind of go to that because then they're going to, as long as you've got some little accent piece or something, you don't need, you begin with mm-hmm. building a brand, yeah. and then it's the little things that will remind people of you. you Absolutely. Know, sorry, yeah. we're getting off on off topic, uh, yeah, subject no over worries. here. It's but we can talk about that again later. So I'm glad that you're keeping busy and everything then. And uh, I'm glad you're having a good time over here. And so uh, there are just a ton of people who have been coming in and doing things bang, 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 one after the other here today. It's a wild experience. Uh, If anybody's ever in town while Masters is taping one of these Mm -hmm. things, come and see it. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, sometimes you get to perform a bunch of pieces back to back. Sometimes you got to spread them out. Uh, And, you know, you come in and you do, I don't think I know anyone who does less than four or five. I think I did the least amount of pieces and I Mm -hmm. maybe did five plus another two small pieces. And then the way they spread them out over the season. So, yeah. it, I mean, it, you might see the same thing or the same person, mm-hmm. but not in the same episode. Maybe three episodes later. Yeah. But they're all filmed at the same time. They're all filmed at the same time. Some people come back across several days because they got to reshoot something because X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. You know, so-and-so is not going to be in town until the right time. Uh, but then the way that they knock them out, and then you think about the fact that there's people who have been doing this series after series after series. Like me, this is my, like I said, I think eighth consecutive season doing this. Uh, And you've got to come up with another four to ten pieces, new pieces, not only have you never done, but is different from something else they've had on the program. Do they tell you what other people are doing? In other words, you you get that pre-approved saying, I'm going to do X, Y, Z. What happens is you email Gay Blackstone, and she goes through the Rolodex of her brain, and she's like, no, so-and-so did that three seasons ago. And you're just like, dang. Okay. Oh, wow, yeah, you know. And then sometimes, if you can find, like, the right new twist on it, mm-hmm. then they'll allow it to come back after a few seasons has passed. It's like, okay, we haven't had someone do a zigzag, but you're doing a zigzag with X, Y, and Z variation. And yeah. then they'll allow it. So, yeah. Because yeah. we all know there's only so many different tricks in magic, right? That's true. That's true. Yeah. Well, listen, Nathan, thank you very much. We'll get together again a little bit later. Absolutely. I'll for a little bit longer time. And uh, thanks for uh, letting us know a little bit of what, what's happening behind the scenes over here at Master's Illusion. Yeah. And thanks for asking. I appreciate you it. You my friend. So for the Magic Word Podcast, that was Nathan Fan. This is Scotty out. All right. Well, as we begin our third and final day, of taping for Masters of Illusion. There are a lot of more friends and people we need to uh, chat with. And the first person I'm running across over here is good buddy, Eric Buss. Eric. What's <laughs> up? How you doing? Fantastic. You going to be doing some bubble wrap stuff today? Uh, no, there will be no bubble wrap. No bubble wrap. No waste. Hurt. <laughs> Correct. Well, we're in California. It's kind of a thing where they're... Yes, it's now illegal to do that here. 
that's what I was thinking. Now, how many times or years have you been on Masters? I don't remember. Several. Uh, several. I'm going to guess five to seven different times. And I know they have uh, like a tour as well. Have you been on the tour? With I have them? not done the tour. Thanks for rubbing that in. Oh, no. <laughs> I just uh, was thinking about that yesterday, that some people do and some people don't, and I didn't know if they, how that worked. I was gonna, I'll talk to somebody about that later, I guess, uh, not you. Yeah, I, I have not done the tour. I would love to, um, but I, yeah, I, how, how do I book that? Should uh, yeah. I send them a tape? Talk to Gay. I'll send them footage of my Masters of Illusion appearance. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. So when you are doing this each year, how do you come about with your different ideas for your act? Because obviously you've got to trim it from your <clears throat> usual show, or is it from your show? Do you do it just for this, or what? Uh, no, uh, everything is in my professional repertoire, and I just kind of rotate uh, things. I always try to do something new on the show, um, but occasionally, if many years have passed, I can bring back something. I've done the Spring Snakes a few times, yeah. uh, and there's always a different background, and it's, of course, you know, seven years later, so there's a new audience. True. Um, so it's just kind of uh, shuffling routines around. Have I done this ever on the show before? Is it going to look good on TV? What kind of music does it use? Et cetera, et cetera. And I just kind of decide each year what I want to do. This year specifically, it's actually I'm doing four routines, but they're all very easy and light and less, you know, small props. And mm-hmm. so it's quite an easy year for me, I think, uh, in, in comparison to Spring Snakes or my Looper, where I have to plug in audio and all right. that stuff. So this year is actually less, quite easy. Less tech. Yes, much less tech. Yeah, I know yesterday we had Trig uh, Watson, who <clears throat> had a lot of tech going on, and at one point it was over 30 minutes for him to get everything set oh, wow. know, for a 60-second bit. Right, you know? right. So I know how much time that it can take, uh, necessarily. Yep. Um, and whenever that you first came on to Masters, people have often asked about how do you get on and how were you discovered or did you apply or how well, did you get on? Well, many, many, many years ago, I believe it was the year 2000, um, my good friend John Chirac said, hey, I'm coming out to L.A. to tape this new TV show or kind of a reboot of an old TV show. Um, Gabe Blackstone is booking it. You should send her a tape. Literally a tape back, back in then. that day. <laughs> yeah. So her off, their office was down on Wilshire and uh, I drove a tape down to their office Gave it to the right person, and the next day, Gay had called me and said, we want this routine, this routine, and this routine. Oh, they kind of picked them out of the tapes, and they yeah. like, this, this, not this. But exactly. Not okay. And I went, well, that was really easy. Yeah. I, Wow, I wish I should drive a tape to Jay Leno, too. <laughs> uh, so they booked me the next day, and it was a blast. And uh, they've changed studios throughout the years, but once I kind of got in the list, I've been able to tell Gay... Here's what I'd like to do on the show. And I send them video and they say, yep, you can do this, this and this. So it's always been fun. But of course, there's always years, you know, where I've been traveling when they're filming. So I can't do this year, but uh, that year, blah, blah, blah. So this year worked out and I'm doing some new routines. So I'm excited. That sounds cool. Now, also, I know they tape the Christmas special uh, at the same time, too. So did you bring some Christmassy? I have zero Christmas routines. (laughs) But it's funny you say that my very first year. Uh, back in 2000, I was on the Christmas episode with mm-hmm. a non-Christmas routine. That's funny. But because it was the Christmas episode, it was re-aired every year. It's gotten probably more viewers than the other episodes. Um, so no, but no, this year I don't have any Christmas-themed stuff, and I didn't come up with any. And so no, I don't think I will be. Do you on the feel Christmas. that this has gotten you more work as a result of being seen in multiple times, like you were saying over the years? And, and no, fact, not necessarily. I mean, people haven't called and said, "Hey, I saw you in Masters." And uh, I think if they've seen me on Masters. They were maybe going to call me or not going to call me already. Oh, interesting. I don't think they are calling me because they saw me on Masters. Gotcha. Um, it obviously does not hurt 
to be seen on it and to but I think in reality you get the you you do the show it airs and then you use that footage later in your promotional video and mm-hmm. show it to who you want to show it to how you want to show it. Okay. Um, so people are not calling you out of the blue as a result of that. The way that it used to be on, like you were on a late night talk show and said, "Oh, we got to have that guy." Yeah, but this no, is just, there's so much going on. Works so anymore. much content. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. There's way too much content. Well, I wanted to make that clear for people who are thinking, "Man, this will be my ticket to stardom," but not no, it's a really fun show. And to be honest, yeah. you know, a lot of it airs out of the country, um, and you know, you never know what's going to air and what's not. Really, I, air out of the country. You mean it's playing like in other? England, yeah, yeah. They Belgium sell it and, to yeah different markets outside huh. of the. Uh, of the u.s and but i live a mile from here okay so i'm literally here to hang out with friends and to tape some stuff it's and so get fun just another day of tv experience yeah. under my belt uh if it all airs great if it doesn't i'll still get paid a little bit and hang out yeah. so and then I, go back and build another treehouse yeah i'm here for the daily <laughs> gig not even the show later <laughs> it is a lot of fun yeah because there's so many people every day it's like oh i didn't know all these people are going to be coming so it's a surprise to you to see who's here too yeah so. absolutely and yeah. if you want to talk Promo and marketing and, and bragging on Facebook, yes, the day of taping, you take a bunch of photos in front of their cool-looking monitors yeah. and expensive cameras, put it on Facebook, and then when it airs, you get to brag about it a second time. Yeah. So, I'm here for the bragging rights. Eric, thank you very much for your <laughs> thank time. Thank you, Scott. I know you got to get ready over here, and so it is early morning. You're I have a having... donut to eat. That's what I have to do right now. <laughs> so, for the Magic Word Podcast, that was Eric Buss. Scotty out. <laughs> thank you, man. So now we have moved over into a staging area. It's still kind of early morning, and everyone's gotten here and kind of getting all their costumes ready and everything backstage, but also kind of a lull before the storm, and I'm here with Dan Sperry. Hey there, Dan. Hey, how you doing? Good morning. Fantastic, yes. Good morning. (laughs) How many cups of coffee have you had today here? Unfortunately, this is only my second one. You know, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, you know, pace myself with it so that everybody else can have coffee too. Yeah. Otherwise, they get upset. Good man. Yeah. 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 Thinking of everybody else. Right. You know, we're in California. You gotta share everything. That's right. right. So. That's true. Uh, except plastic. <laughs> yeah. 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 I wonder why they didn't let me do the turtle bit. Now, now it all makes sense. <laughs> and it's all coming together exactly right. Uh, now, how many times have you been on uh, Masters? Uh, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not sure. Uh, Several. Several, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I've been doing it uh, the past couple seasons, but then there was a, a break where I didn't do it. Uh, I wasn't uh, available around for a while, but I think this is my third time back then. And so how did you first get on there? A lot of people will often ask how people get involved with this or how their name gets put in front of the right people. Yeah, I mean, I guess I, I, I was... This, maybe? No, it was before that. I was, I was working with Masters before I was with that Triangle show. Mm-hmm. And uh, I had known Gay since I was a kid, mm-hmm. right, going to Abbott's That's and true. stuff. So um, I had met Gay uh, as a you know, teen, early mm-hmm. teen, and through my teens, you know, at, at, mostly you know, at Abbott's and bumping in it the castle or you know stuff like that and then when they were um uh, getting ready to bring back masters of illusion way back in whenever they started it up again yeah, they rebooted this after yeah and like oh six or something oh <laughs> seven when it when it when it came back again after a break uh that's when she asked me to come back and and, and do it you know yeah. and, and so it's just kind of been a you know a, a really nice uh really nice open invite you know right. uh, from them now i know whenever you're working on uh, on your own tour with the rest of the uh, the triangle, like you said, on those guys, that's a little bit longer bit that you do and everything. So, how, do you take things from your show to perform here for this? Because it's got to be kind of truncated. You got to yeah. cut a lot down, or do you create something just for the show? Uh, I try and adapt. You know, it, it is it is tough. TV is really hard. You know, uh, at least in my case, it's difficult because because length, yeah. you know, time length and 
and stuff like that. So, but your character gets to uh, you know over so quickly. I mean, I'm trying to say it, it breaks that fourth wall. When you walk out, people get your character immediately, as opposed to some people kind of have to you know tell a few jokes and you kind of get to know a person. But they look at you and they go, "Oh, golly, I know this guy now." Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's uh, I guess uh, that, that's that, that, that's that's open to perception, I guess. But yeah, yeah, uh, but yeah. um um yeah, but you know, with, with TV, they like stuff at like three minutes, you know, and by the time you even, even something like a die box, like trying to get a die box in three minutes, at least for me, is difficult. You know, yeah, like, yeah. but um, well, doves are fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dove X, that's that's all. Yeah, always uh, in and out, literally. But um, yeah, I did the dove act a couple of years ago, so you know they always want different stuff, which is nice because it's a challenge. I you know I think it's cool because it's a challenge. Um, so like last year or two years ago, and uh, and this year, just also given the circumstances and stuff, I just ended up uh, doing more close up based stuff, which mm. I don't get a, a lot of opportunity to do. So I I I enjoy it with that because it's a a platform and and you know there's back in the day at least i remember growing up there was always talk of like deadline like with contests it's good to have a deadline so Mm -hmm. you have a sure you know a a a cutoff point to try to want to get those are good life lessons too right yeah yeah and so i i i I try and keep that in mind but you know between the length of time stuff on tv what you can do i mean two of my bits uh, we ended up getting X'd because they <laughs> can't do it on TV, you know. Um, so not the razor blades by chance, or it, yes, one was the razor blades. Uh, the other one was uh, um, it was silk to egg, uh, but it's about time, you know, going back in time, and it's with scrambled eggs, uh, and I put scrambled eggs into the egg, and <coughs> basically, if you go back in time fast enough, which came first, the chicken or the egg, you know, because mm-hmm. you put the scrambled eggs in your hand, you go back in time, it turns into the egg, go back in time, well, basically. Uh, instead of cracking the egg into a regular egg, it's a it's a balut egg, you know, with the dead with the dead uh, chick in it. Oh yeah, okay. you know. So uh, I, probably I, not best for their Christmas show. No, no. Um, <laughs> so so I get I, and and we thought maybe you know that would maybe pass, but then no, we can't do that. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. So it, it's but I I'm not upset. So I, you know you you send them a tape, I guess, and they say we'll take this, this, not this, but not this. We'll take this. Yeah, or, you know, some stuff I don't have uh, footage of. That's always hard. Mm-hmm. You know, try, trying to get good footage. It, it is hard. Sometimes you get stuff, and and you know how it's supposed to be, and maybe the footage, uh, or maybe the performance is decent, but the footage isn't good. It doesn't translate. You know, that's that's always tough. Some stuff translates, uh, won't translate on TV. It's just it can only really work live in a way. In a, on a stage, on right. a stage, yeah. or with a. With, not that these aren't real audience members, but you know what I mean. When there's uh, time to build, you know. You have a different demographic, I think, on television than you do in a live situation on a theater, I believe. I mean, you've got Maybe. a lot of children and everything, plus this is international, you know, this is uh, what is it, Associated uh, Television International, so they also kind of distribute worldwide, and so there are different audiences uh, with different cultures and yeah. whatever, so it might be a little bit more difficult yeah, to, maybe for yours to come across. Yours, anybody's to come across. You know. So. Yeah, I mean, you never know. I mean, like I did. I did a TV show in Korea. What South Korea? Let me just clarify that first <laughs> before it started getting canceled. But uh, the and and they couldn't. Um, it came down to the day of when I was in the production meeting with the TV people, and 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 they were and the the whole premise of, of the TV show was about like. Uh, shocking and scary, you know, uh, thematic, okay. you know, themes. So that's why they uh, had me come in. But but knowing, you know, again, getting back to even like sending tapes, knowing and sending footage of, you know, what we were prepared to do came down to even that day of and, and found out I, you know, I couldn't even show the fake blood, you know, mm-hmm. on the TV. So they, uh, but but it could be, it could be like black. It could be ink, like looking, you okay. know, okay. stuff like that. So like even like, you never know, like having to, 
uh, different countries have different you know rules of what goes on TV. Right, because I've often seen where they'll scroll along the bottom saying "Don't try this at home" and they're warning different people about something. Yeah, and yeah. so that's a little. They should know better. Post. I don't know if I, <laughs> I don't know if I get that treatment. Yeah. Get him ready for yep. Okay, cool. no gotta, problem. I gotta go. He's gotta, gotta go. Get ready. I'm that's sorry, fine. But, uh, no, that's I'll a good way to break. Upside down. But thanks for <laughs> thanks for having me on. Good again. luck. <laughs> so for the Magic Word Podcast, that was Dan Sperry, Scotty out. As the hustle and bustle continues here this morning. Everybody's being torn in different directions, as you just heard. We had to get Dan Spurry whisked away from us real quickly. And i got a few minutes here with Rob Lake, who's one of the stars of the – going to be doing a Big Illusions. And here he is now. Hey, Rob. Hey, so good to see you, Scott. <laughs> it's great to see you then as well. I'm so glad because it was interesting, you know, when you said, hey, I'll see you in a couple of days. You know, texted me and said, if you guys haven't heard the podcast I did with Rob, I suggest you go back and listen. As I said before, I think this guy should be the next David Copperfield. I mean, Thank you. <laughs> your illusions are great, your charisma. I mean, if you haven't heard of Rob Lake, you should – and you will after you watch him on the upcoming season of Masters of Illusion. So what have you got planned this year? Uh, I'm doing six or seven of my illusions here this year. Mm-hmm. And, um, and you know, this is such a fun show to do because I get to see all these magician friends. And sometimes it's the only time I get to see them. Yeah, because you don't go to conventions or no, hang No, out. yeah. I, I've, I've never been to a magic convention. I, I'm, you know, uh, I, I usually am just so busy I don't get time. Mm-hmm. So it's great. Uh, but I'm doing a handful of my illusions. And as you know, it's a smaller stage, smaller studio. Mm-hmm. So these are not things that people would have seen me do before on other TV shows. Uh, they're more from my kind of my corporate repertoire, which is designed for smaller, smaller things. Yeah. So the things I'm doing here are from my corporate shows, because in a corporate show, it's often in a ballroom or a convention center, and you don't have things like wing space uh, to, or, to, or, or sightline uh, control or fly system. So you know everything has to kind of roll on and off, which this stage setup for the show is very similar to a corporate production show. Oh, we would true. Do. Yeah, yeah. You don't have a lot of setup time and load in and load out. Correct, so, yeah. correct. And you can't work on angles or sight lines and lighting. You know, it's more restrictive here. So, so things that I do do normally just for corporate shows. You know, that most people don't get to see is great for this. Um, Quick production meeting here with Gay Blackstone too. The <laughs> mirror. Mm-hmm. Um, you want to produce Santa or the two girls? Well, we're going to produce the two girls in the crystal casket. So, yeah. okay. well, what if we did two girls and then second curtain to Santa? But we just double whammy it. Yes. Okay, so curtain up, two girls, and then curtain up again, Santa. Great. Cool. And I got little red dresses for him okay. and everything. So. Oh, okay, great. Karen? Yes. Okay, for part of it, he's got little red dresses for the girls. He so, took them to Stacy, yes. Oh, okay, so we're we good on that. Yeah. And then, uh, and then because we're going to produce Santa at that point also. Oh, no, that's Christmas. Otherwise, it's just say Santa needs to be ready in 30 minutes. But no, no. you're looking at me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, it would work. Yeah. It would work. Oh, oh, oh well. John, John's is a little, John Edmonds is a little longer. A little longer. A little bit. Yes. I've turned okay. mine back. Okay. Um, <laughs> so yeah, that's what we'll do. So that'll be that. We'll do that at the very end of our thing. We'll yes. do. We'll curtain up two girls. Curtain up again. Santa done. Okay. Okay. Got it. And then, did Mike Mann talk to you about? That's right. We're on our way to Mike now. Okay. Um, And we're getting the. So are are we doing the crystal casket? Yes. Yes. So do crystal separate. We'll do crystal, cane, and then the the table. Got it. Got, got. All right, we're good. Perfect. Okay. Awesome. <laughs> That's the way a production meeting should be. Quick yeah. in and out, right? Well, you know, it's amazing. On the you, road. Know, you know, when, when you've done enough, you can just get straight to the point and everybody's on the same page and, you know, it's just, you know, provides solutions to, you know, instead of saying, here are the problems, say, here's, here's option one, two, or three for solutions. Mm-hmm. And that's you know, the best way to do it. Um, it's just more efficient and more effective for everyone. So, Here's Mike. Okay, I'm going to turn you over to Mike. Thanks a lot, Rob. Okay. So with the Magic Word Podcast, <laughs> that was Rob Lake. We might try and catch him again a little bit later. Yeah, it's getting kind of hectic back here as uh, things are warming up for the beginning of this. Let's see, we're going to probably start about 10, oh, it's 10.15 now. I probably need to get my seat. 
This is Scotty Young. Wow, was that some fun or what? I don't know about you, but I uh, had a great week there. And next week, whenever that you hear the rest of these conversations I have, they're going to be equally as exciting with some great performers and people from behind the scenes that I know that you will enjoy. Thanks for sticking around uh, with me for this. And again, as a reminder, the season nine will kick off with its Christmas season. As I understand, it's slated now for Wednesday, December the 14th. And then perhaps the actual season for them to begin from week to week will begin sometime in January. At least that's what Gay Blackstone had told me. So watch for that and your local listings coming up sometime soon. But again, they always like to kick it off with their Christmas special. So this was a lot of fun. And I want to thank you guys for coming to listen to this and look forward to you coming back again and listening. If you subscribe to our pod letter, then you know from week to week what we are doing and who is coming up that week and next week and also some suggestions from the archives. And also I want to welcome our newest friend of the magic word. That's Michael Jacobs. Thank you, Michael, very much for becoming a friend of the Magic Word with your donation. That certainly helps. And I appreciate people who have come to the aid of uh, their fellow man, or I should say come to the aid of this particular podcast. Whenever I had made an appeal asking for your financial pledge and donations, I've had several that have come in, and I thank you very much. I also want to thank Clark May in Oklahoma, who has also given a another donation. He uh, sends in a donation from time to time, and those are always appreciated, as well as all the pledges and the rest of the financial income that uh, helps us keep this podcast going from week to week. And speaking of next week, we will be coming back with part two and the final part of our Behind the Scenes with uh, Masters of Illusion Season 9. So, until next week, stay well, get booked, and... Be a master. (laughs) This is Scotty out.